and welcome to the Girl You Need podcast. My name is Emma Jane and this is where we talk about all things self-esteem. I love this podcast and I just know that you are going to love this episode. The people that come on this podcast light me up. I am so blessed that I get to speak to so many amazing people with amazing stories and build these beautiful connections and I feel very lucky about that. Um, This episode is with a beautiful woman called Bridie who we connected with over the podcast because she messaged me um, about the episode of the true impact for your um, inner critic and we got chatting and I was like oh my god you should come on the podcast like you've got so much to say and I would love to give you a platform for you to share all of this because people are going to be able to relate to you and oh my god are you going to be able to relate to Bridie she is a northern southerner is what she says so she's from up north up north um, and she's moved down south during covid and we talk about her inner critic and what that looks like for her because i'm obsessed with the inner critic which we have all got and sharing stories on this is like super important for us to realize what our brains are like and bridie is extremely insightful about her own journey and opens up very openly and honestly and she's very humble and thank you so much Brady, for doing that and offering a safe space for other people who are going to relate to what you have to say um and Bridie talks about her struggles with her eating disorder and how that has impacted her and still does which makes me sad to know that we as women and obviously I come from a female perspective still struggle with our body image we have come such a long way it was International Women's Day yesterday so happy International Women's Day 2023 Um, we've come such a long way as women from you know back in the 70s where we were being sacked for not looking pretty and those sorts of things but I do think some of the history is still ingrained in us and the body image that we get shown a lot of the time still kind of impacts on us so the more we talk about our own stories and the more we open up about them I do genuinely feel like the more we realize that we're not alone and we should come together and you know be connected we are a big group of women who should feel connected and be able to overcome these low self-esteem body image you know struggles that we all feel um and i got that from bridie so i just want to say thank you bridie um I'm going to stop talking because this is a three minute intro and I just want you to get into the episode but I just I really wanted to say thank you and um I I'm just going to get straight into the episode am I going to put the advert on am I not going to put the advert on I'll put the advert on because you know I'll put the advert on for better help because to be honest therapy is a huge 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 part of your self-esteem journey and you know I worked really hard to get uh, a collaboration with better help because I really do truly believe in them so I'm gonna put that on and then we'll get into Bradley's episode enjoy oh and actually can I just say um if you do like the episode 
please share. I'm not very good at asking people to share, but I need to start doing that more. Please share and like and tell all your lovely friends and family about it because that would help the podcast out massively and I would be super grateful. And then I can meet even more fabulous people and we can share more fabulous stories and just connect with more people and help more people. And that's the whole point of the podcast. So yeah, thank you. Bye. So for full transparency, this is a paid advertisement, but I am really, really excited to be collaborating with BetterHelp, who are an online therapy company with over 26,000 therapists online. BetterHelp are the only company who I wanted to work with, especially for this podcast, as it focuses on self-esteem and having online therapy was like a really big part of my self-esteem journey. Um, And I am so happy to be able to offer listeners 15% off BetterHelp therapy using the link www.betterhelp.com forward slash the girl you need. You get to have therapy at home, on your mobile, via a video, which for me took a lot of anxiety out of going to see a therapist. And that is why I'm really, really excited to be doing this collaboration. So that's www.betterhelp.com forward slash the girl you need. Hey Bridie, welcome to the Girl You Need podcast. It's amazing to have you on. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're very welcome. It's nice to meet you uh, virtually because I know that we met on Instagram from your lovely jubbly messages that you sent to me about my podcast, which made me smile, still smiling now um, <laughs> about them from ear to ear. So I'm really glad that you reached out and we connected and now you're coming on the podcast, which is just amazing. Yeah, it's a um, nice opportunity. Yeah. Um, so let's start with, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, kind of, who's Bridie? Okay, yeah, so um, I'm Bridie. I am refer to myself as now a northerner down south. Um, so I'm originally from a little town called Runcorn, up north, as we would say. Um, I spent the best part of 30 years there and then moved down to Essex with to live with my partner and seven-year-old stepdaughter. Um, I think that was in 2020, just uh, when the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. Um, right, the I, pandemic? Yeah. Oh, you moved to Essex, and then that's a big change then, isn't it? Yeah, it was, and it's definitely something that now, are we two, nearly three years later? Oh, no, two years, because it was end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still trying to find my feet is that it was a big change um I'd say I don't want to say I'm, I'm fortunate but at the same time it felt fortunate that during the pandemic I was furloughed yeah um so I spent a lot of time listening to um podcasts like personal growth podcasts reading those kind of books um and that really started to make me think about how I'd like to contribute to helping people if that makes sense yeah, um, that's nice. yeah and I'm not I've not got any qualifications I've not um you know I'm I am just someone who's got like a personal passion about ultimately sharing my lived experiences with people because I think for me people find comfort in talking to people who understand you yeah. know if you understand um 
or you don't feel alone if you know someone else has gone through it. So I think I've got quite a lot of maybe lived experiences and if I can share them and that starts to help people go, oh, I felt like that too or I'm not the only one. And it takes away the stigma of talking about your problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure you'll have said it on your podcast, but not talking, like keeping these things in just tend to make them worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing story. I think um, going on your own self-development journey, you almost become like a little bit addicted to it as well when you start reading about it and you're like, oh my God, because you feel amazing. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. I think what you said as well about, you know, speaking and sharing your story, there's so much in that. There absolutely is so much in that. But I don't know whether because now that we're all on social media and stuff and we just share our highlight reels, that it's just so like we don't see it enough that it's almost like not the thing to do even more so than before highlight reels were a thing I don't know I don't know that's just the first thing that came to mind then with what you were saying um what do you think yeah I think it's that's very true and I was having a conversation last night with my other half and um I've done this uh, uh strategy day and work well it's more of a team building day and one of the things was like, if you could pick one thing that's wrong with the world and you could change it, you know, if you could do anything, what what would it be? Um, and because of my kind of personal passion about uh, growth and mental health and illnesses, and what felt like an easy fix, like if you could just click your fingers, it would be to take social media and turn, let's say, 75% of it into people posting real, genuine day-to-day stuff yeah. like you know and then yeah there'd be a minority of the maybe the, the very polished perfect life the the fancy car the fancy home you know whatever it might be but if the majority was the real stuff then it would ha- it could have a real positive effect rather than it being the flip side which is a lot of the stuff you see is is staged or is isn't just achievable for you as a person you know I've got nothing against people who've got loads of money or got a nice house but it's unfair com- com- um what's the word like it's an unfair comparison isn't it you can yeah. yourself to someone who's completely different from you yeah um, yeah like Instagram has made everybody on the same level um but actually you could like there's a girl that I follow she's called Emily Shack. I am obsessed with her, her clothes. She's a model and she, I don't know if her life is just basically wearing nice clothes and videoing herself in these nice clothes. And she's got a cracking, gorgeous body. She's beautiful. And I'm like, like you're just what every girl would love to be able to do. Just buy and walk in clothes all day, every day to your favorite music. Like, yes, we would love that. Um, And, you know, but I I think I'm quite lucky because I've done the work on myself I don't I used to years ago would probably look at that and then I would feel crappy for doing that but actually now I think I just think she's her life is completely different like like you've just said then like her she's probably living somewhere in America she's a top top celebrity and I am a very normal average girl living in Sealand living in Wales just like yeah and uh, but Instagram, I think it makes you almost compare yourself to someone that is like, like just totally, totally. It's like another planet. Like it's like another world. 
Yeah, it's crazy, and it's crazy, isn't it? Because I guess before we had social media, someone said to me the other day, like you couldn't really compare yourself to these people or you know people that were vastly different from you because you didn't have the platforms to do so you know maybe compare yourself to your friends yeah but that's more like for like you're the same age you're from the same place you you know so but now we've got all of these influencers and um and there's some positive in it as well but it it's really difficult to not let that comparison affect your you know self-esteem yes and the pressure there's so much pressure mm. and, and all of it costs money as well yeah you know for people to look a certain way and buy certain things and yeah I could I could literally talk about it forever <laughs> um but I wanted to first of all I just wanted to say that you've got a lovely calming nature the way you come across is lovely so um I would definitely say that for you to take your venture of sharing your stories and things is definitely something that you should do because I can imagine a lot of people would listen to you Oh, wow. That's really nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So what did I want to ask you? I wanted to. So we connected because of the podcast episode about the inner critic. Mm-hmm. So tell me, a li- I'm just fascinated about this topic, the inner critic, because I know we've all got one. Tell me a little bit about yours. Oh, so mine is it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, so I I think I've mainly noticed um, mine has its head is reared if that's the right expression. Yeah. Um, it recently in the in the, probably the move, you know, from up north to down south. Yeah. Um, my life changed completely. So I had lots of unknowns and new starts, whether it be new job, becoming a stepmom, um, being so far away from family. And what I'd noticed, um, and it's probably it was probably actually at its peak before Christmas, um, that my inner critic just makes me doubt myself all the time, and makes me really paranoid. Yeah. Um, makes me, you know, uh, when I'm in that state, I've got really low self esteem and not a lot of confidence, um, and to the extent where. Um, an example, if I um, come home to a situation that, you know, not a bad situation, just something that I'm not expecting. For example, everyone's having dinner at the table and I'm walking in mid-dinner. Yeah. For, you know, for whatever reason, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And then your inner critic kicks in and it's like, you know, nobody cares whether I'm here or not. Yeah. And it just spirals out of control. And you mentioned it in... Um, I think it was in that episode, actually. Yeah, that yeah. how that they can then follow on, you know, throughout the if that was in the, the start of the day, that then affects your day for the rest of the day with the people that you interact with, um, and it can be debilitating. You know. Yeah. Do you once you like start to understand that it's separate from you, and it is an inner critic, and it's not actually who you are, does that help? Do you think to manage it a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. um, in your the podcast, and that was I think in January that I listened to, it highlighted how important it is to, or I, I think how important it is to understand that, that that's what it is and also kind of understand where it comes from. So yeah. I, um, just before Christmas, I 
I'm in a fortunate enough position that I could decide to take up therapy. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling great and I could have gone to the doctors, but I was a little bit nervous about maybe being prescribed a medication yeah. for it and I wanted an alternative solution. So I started seeing a therapist and they've then helped me to understand where it comes from. So understand yeah. where it is and where it's come from. So then when I'm in those situations now, I'm much better at catching going, wait, you know, that's that's not that's not real. Like, yeah, that's the, the inner critic, the 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 monk, uh, the chimp. Yeah. yeah the chimp have you yeah. read the chimp paradox do you know what i is, i need to reread it because i read the first half of it and That's i borrowed the book from a, a friend at work and i've had it for ages and i felt really bad so i thought i'll give it a back and i'll buy my own but yeah. i've not bought it yet so i've read the first half but i read the first half i don't think i don't i didn't feel like i needed to read the second half but i read the first half and it changed my life and i tell everyone so most people that come on and go have you read the chimp paradox okay <laughs> Okay, I do love the gym powers. Just before we go, another thing. What's your favorite? Because you said you know before that you've read a lot of books. What are your favorite, uh, like self help books or personal growth books that come to mind? I'd say, and I don't know if it was because it was quite a significant point for me to um to on this journey. It was the Jay Shetty Like a Monk book. Like a monk. Oh yeah, I've got that book. That's a good book. Yeah, that was like my He's first cool. book um and the monkey mind yeah yeah his podcast um and yeah that was just I I loved that book and then since then there's Vex King I like some of his books yeah then so good vibes good life I've not read any of his others but yeah he's uh yeah yeah good okay I do love a book. I absolutely am obsessed with books. I bloody read them all the time. <laughs> um, they change you though, don't they? Yeah. They literally change your brain. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And I think I do love reading. And in, when I was furloughed, I um, read a lot. But then when I started working again, I just lost the... I, I didn't yeah. prioritise it, if you see what, you know what I mean. So I've only just started reading again. Um, and I've got one on the go now. Why has nobody told me this? Um, it's just on the table there. Uh, and that's a, that's a, a is good it good book. yeah it's on my wants to read I have good reads and I put it on my want to read so uh if you if you recommend it I might read that one next yeah it's a good one okay um so as just going back to your inner critic then so your characteristics you said are like paranoid and um like self-doubt and stuff I think self-doubt is just a massive one especially well, I don't know if it is the same for men because men don't speak up as much as women do, which is a shame. Um, but I do know that a lot of women have self-doubt. That comes up a lot. And it goes back to that thing that you said as well about comparison. Comparison makes you doubt yourself as well. They all like interlink in a weird little way, don't they? Yeah. One thing that I always try and uh, tell myself is that, um, you know, it's one of them kind of mind, not mind-blowing, but it brings me back down to earth that every single person on this earth is different. Like, you know, you can be similar, but every single person is different. And how do you compare different things? Like you don't, you, when you do a comparison, it should be like for like, but you know, so it's, that makes me think, well, stop, you know, I can't compare to anyone because no one's the same with me. Like I am just me. Yeah. I love that. How can you compare to different things? I'm going to take that. That's amazing. I've never been told that before. 
how can you compare to different things makes so much sense just because we're all women doesn't mean we're all the same yeah you can be the same age or be in the same job or whatever it might be but ultimately you're a different person you come from a different place like it's just an un- unfair comparison yeah I love that has your inner critic got a name it's not no, no. I mean yeah it's <laughs> I just wanted to ask because <laughs> I've been ranting on about Olivia on my Instagram for years and she's still Olivia but I just wondered <laughs> if you got a name someone said to me the other day she messaged me and she said uh, oh my inner critic's called Sheila and I was like to Lewis that's his mum's name <laughs> <laughs> that's my other half mum's name as well <laughs> I was like, brilliant, Lewis, someone's in a critic's called <laughs> Sheila. Oh, it makes me laugh. Um, okay, so uh, obviously this podcast is about self-esteem and confidence. Um, and you've done lots of work and some of the things you mentioned are about your self-esteem. And I am interested to know what your thoughts are on why so many people are impacted with their self-esteem and why we doubt ourselves so much. Um, I think... You know, we've touched on parts of it already. Um, but it's not just social media. You know, like, no. I can't take all the blame. Um, I think kind of, I guess, would you just say society? So the pressures that you feel from, let's say, traditions. So maybe, you know, an old tradition might have been that you should get married and have children young. You know, that was very much the case. And then now the tables are turning kind of slightly and it's more which is an awful thing to say, more acceptable to get married or not get married and have children when you're older. Um, but it's all these boxes, you know, that you have to try and fit in. Yeah. Um, whether it be yeah, having a good job, you know, a job that pays well or a um, very professional job, um, having lots of money or having a nice house. So all of these things that create pressure, I feel like when you maybe strive for these things, it can create self-esteem issues because like we've said it may not actually be attainable for you for whatever reason yeah um, or you may you may not want it but you feel like you should have it you feel like that's what is expected of you as a woman or as a man or you know as a child to achieve good uh, grades at school like I used to hate that school thing like it that that it depended on you you know having A's and your GCSEs to be able to do well and you think, oh, to go to university. I don't think that's, I personally don't believe that's true. Like, It's not helpful either because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody learns differently and schools are very set in the ways almost and they don't, they don't give different, you know, ways for kids to learn. And I just think, it, I don't know, it's not, it's not helpful. Is that all I can think of to me? It's just not helpful because yeah. they need to really revamp it. And I also think as well, we should be taught other things like self-esteem, yeah. like mindset, like how to get a mortgage, how to manage your money. Mm-hmm. You know, those things would be much better than, I don't know, woodwork. <laughs> yeah. The academic stuff, like actual <laughs> life skills, yeah. terrible life skills. Yeah. We, yeah a lot of us can end up in difficult situations because we haven't got those skills or we don't understand those things. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, okay, yeah, I would agree. And I think um, the being in your box is a big one. Yeah. 
for women, I would say body image is another big one. And I know when we were speaking on Instagram that you had had some personal experience on body image. Um, I don't know because it's something that's impacted your life and something that you've said that you want to share, if that's something that you want to share a little bit about, because like you say, sharing our stories helps other people to relate. So if you are happy to. Yeah. 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 Um, so my body image... Um issues started well I mean when we tried to pin it back it was probably when early high school years maybe yeah um but kind of to go back and forth a little bit on it it turned out that my body image issues which actually um then turned into an eating disorder it was a symptom of depression so um you know to kind of go through the story very quickly I at a young age, become very conscious of, I think, what I was eating, or I would be very um, paranoid. So I remember one example. Um, do you remember? I don't know if we had them in school in high school, and they were called thingies, and they were yeah. little crisp cloth like yeah. thing. Yeah. So I thought <laughs> we're the same generation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought a couple of packs of them at lunchtime, and one of my friends just uh, very innocently commented, might have said something like oh, do you like them crisps, Brian? You're oh, are you hungry? I can't remember what it was. And I just lost my mind and threw the crisps on the floor and stormed off in an absolute hitty bit. So I think when I think back, that's my earliest memory of have, clearly not having a healthy relationship with food and in turn then I guess my body. Yeah. Um, That then developed. And then as I got older and got into relationships, I tended to, I personally think it was a form of self-harm. Um, like, I hated the way I looked, and I thought because of the way I looked, my body looked, that's why my partners were cheating on me. That's why they were treating me not very good. So then I think, right, well, if I lose weight and I'll be thinner, they'll, they'll love me, they won't do this anymore. So it was a really unhealthy uh, relationship with body image. Yeah. Um, thinking that, love you know people could only love me if I was thinner um so that went on for years and years and years and then it got to a point when I just woke up one day and I can't do this anymore like but to the extent where I knew that I couldn't help myself I knew I needed help from someone else yeah um because it turns into a it's not a choice it's a it's like a just the way you function that you don't eat you know you yeah. want to be thinner and think that things will be better when you're thinner um and again fortunately the the job that I was in at the time I had private health care so when I went to the doctors um I was able to go to a um uh, the priory in Altringham and have been inpatient and get treatment for that eating disorder and also the depression um went through CBT and that did really help and you know touch wood now I have a much healthier relationship with food um but I still still do have body image yeah. you know it doesn't go away it doesn't I was gonna say does it go away like how many years was did that go on for then so I got diagnosed with eating disorder when I was 21 and oh. I think that first issue would have been early high school years and I think it was probably quite gradual until maybe the age of 16 17 and I think these uh what would you call them negative relationships really fed 
those issues for me. So then it, it just got worse and worse and worse until, yeah, I was, I was 21 and that was when it was at its peak. Um, but I think now, like, there are little things. Sometimes I don't realise how much it still is with me today. So I'll give an example. Um, yeah. uh, I don't, don't think it's a bit inappropriate, but um, for our side, it's, so, you know, um, I've slowly, it's gone from 32 to 34 to 36, and I'm putting them on, and I'm thinking, this is still too tight. This is still too tight. So it's getting bigger, and I thought, right, I'm going to have to go and get measured. Um, so I did. I went to a shop, and I got measured, and a woman said to me, she uh, got me in the thing, and she got the back of my bra strap, and she pulled it, and she went, this is ridiculous. This is like a slingshot. Like, why is this so big? And what and it made me laugh because what it turns out is it's just my issues with having normal roles, you know, like a normal yeah. skin. Yeah. If I can see or feel, uh, I get yeah. you. Can't. You think you need a bigger size? Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know that was a thing where I was like, oh wow, that's me being ridiculously paranoid in these yeah critical yeah. these shapes. Um, where I'm thinking I just need to go bigger and bigger and. The woman's like, this is, no, that's silly. Like, you are much smaller than that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it still is with me. And, like, I can't go to a swimming pool. Like, really? It, it, on holiday, I can. Yeah. On holiday that gives me, like, false confidence. But yeah. um, not on holiday. I don't like to go to, yeah, I just feel uncomfortable. No. Mm-hmm. How do you actually then get past that like what are the steps that you need to take because it's you know it's it's obviously serious what you've been through it's you know it's how do you yeah I think do you know what I think I'm I'm coming to learn is that um you know without getting too deep I guess but if you learn to love yourself on the inside yeah like if you go on the journey where you find out who you are and what what you value what your core values are what's important to you your purpose um I'm starting to look at myself on the outside differently in a more positive way. Yeah. So I think... The inner love. Yeah. That then really helps the, the outer love because I can learn to love myself so much as a person, as a human being. Mm-hmm. The stuff on the surface no longer makes me feel like a bad person or no. unlovable or, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. It's your shell. Yeah. Your body's your shell. Yeah. I'm really glad that you're in a better place and I'm really glad that you've been able to do the work to realise that you're, you know, a lovable, lovely, wonderful woman and uh, our bodies are our shells. I hope, I wish, because I think most women have issues with food and body images and even you could be a size eight and have an issue you could be as it doesn't it's not size related it's in it's the inner work isn't it it's not actually what your body looks like it's how you think your body looks like in your relationship with your body and you know it is it is a lot of deep stuff but um it's nice to know that it is achievable and it's you can get past uh, having a negative relationship with your body and move to a more positive one yeah Definitely. Just, I think, you know, we said about the self-esteem thing um, in your, in the inner critic, sorry, in your podcast, it's, it's awareness is a huge part of it, isn't it? Like yeah. being aware where that body image issue maybe comes from. Is it actually a little bit deeper down? Is it because of low self-esteem? So if you improve your self, self-esteem, then 
body image might be less of a pulling um, thing for you. Yeah. It's almost freeing once you've worked on your self-esteem. It's like freeing to look in the mirror and not put yourself down all the time and not actually care too much about your size and just think, yeah, I look good and yeah. leave the house. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice thing. Nice mm-hmm. place to be. Definitely. We need all women to be in that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what would your advice be? Is there any other advice that you'd give to people listening around body image? specifically that we've not said um that I've not said um I think I think let me um I did make some notes um so I think another one and you hit you hit quite a lot of people say it so it's not it's not anything new but you know that old like if you wouldn't say it to your friends or you know if you wouldn't say it to your kids then don't say it to yourself yeah it's your job to love you no one else is like and it's it's I guess switching that narrative and for me for a long time I depended on other people loving me looking for external gratification um so I think if you can yeah kind of be kind to yourself you know love love yourself um yeah if where possible it's easier said than done isn't it it is it is easier said than done I I also think as well like you forget you forget what to be kind to yourself because when you've got this inner critic that is in your brain constantly always there the voice in your head putting yourself down it just takes over and you forget that you're supposed to be kind to yourself I know that sounds really silly but you do like clients that I work with say you've given me these things but sometimes in the moment I forget to use it and Mm. I'm like yeah I, I get that you just I do forget all the time sometimes that's that's another little thing but I don't know how to stop forgetting but you've just got to try I think putting time aside maybe in the day like journaling and having the set questions that you ask yourself and reminding yourself or little quotes on your phone and little alarms I had a girl come on the podcast once which was hilarious hearing a friend set an alarm on the phone says you're a sexy bitch and it came (laughs) up three times a day I'll never forget it I called the podcast episode the sexy bitch episode because she said it just came up and she goes yeah I'm a sexy bitch like three times I'm like that's class I absolutely love that yeah that's a real good one that's um that's that's a nice like actual practical something that's kind of easy to do but probably has you know real great benefits so it makes a real difference to your day yeah um so I need to put that in my phone and do your sexy bitch. I think we should all do it. Yeah, yeah, that way. <laughs> um, so I usually end all podcast episodes with um three things to boost your confidence. So if you if there was someone who was in a bad place now and you had three things that you could give to them to boost boost their confidence, make themselves feel a little bit better, what would they be? So one, a favourite of mine, that, so I can't see, it's not original, it's not coming straight from my mouth, um, but it <laughs> was um, from, I believe it was a Jay Shetty podcast and he was interviewing Freya Riding. And I remember she said that her mum, she was going on stage for the first time, you know, she was starting to question everything, really spiralling. And her mum said to her, people want connection, not perfection. 
And I just love that. And I think a lot of the time when we're not in a good place, we're, you know, we're maybe trying to be, we're putting too much pressure on ourselves, over, overwhelming ourselves, trying to do all these things um, and do them perfectly. But people want connection, not perfection. And I think it's so true. I think people want real life conversations where you can connect with someone, not someone trying to be pristine and getting everything perfect, perfectly. It's not, it's not necessarily relatable, is it? Like, no. So yeah, I try and tell myself that, right, if I'm going into a work thing, people want connection, perfection. just be you. Just, you know, if you say something wrong. So yeah, that's, that's one. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. I'm going to put that on my Instagram after this. People want connection, not perfection. Bridie and little comma, Freya Rising as well. (laughs) (laughs) Bridie, but also Freya. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. But yeah, it's really good and it's it's stuck with me since then. And it's just a quick thing for me to remember if I'm doing something that makes me feel really uncomfortable. It could even just be a conversation with my other half about something sensitive or whatever it might be. Like, it's fine. I don't need to do it perfectly. Just be real with it. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. So that's one. Um, uh, this is awful because I think mine are all stolen. This next one is... Oh, it doesn't matter. It's from you. So ages ago, you... I think you... I don't know whether it was on your story. I think it was on your story. And... You said something like, imagine if instead of overthinking, we underthink. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I think that is such a good thing. If you think when you go to a situation, I'm going to say I'm 75% confident when I first say yes to whatever it is or when I first put myself in that situation, but then I start to think. Yeah. And then that confidence just creeps down and down and down and down and down until maybe I change my mind and I don't do it anymore. Um, so trying to practice, like, just don't, just under underthink it. Instead of overthinking it, just underthink, you know, just don't even think about it. And then that should help keep your confidence at 75% kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. And I can't believe it's from me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely probably got that from a book. I can't <laughs> say that's from me. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but that's amazing. Don't yeah. everything, but just go and do it. Yeah. Like, and we we all, well, a lot of us, I'm sure, overthink so much. Like, yeah. you know, a critical overthinker. So I try to be like, right, don't think about it. Like this podcast, for instance, I was like, don't think about it. Because otherwise yes. I'll talk myself out of it. Like, yeah. I'll change my mind. I'll send you a message and be like, oh, I'm not well. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't think about it. Just rock up and see what yeah you are right though because I do think a lot of people do overthink and I guess you forget but you know just just do it just go and do it don't worry about it even if something happens it doesn't matter because then that goes back to your first one of people want connection not perfection so it doesn't matter if it's not perfect because you want to put yourself out there and make memories and do things and we only live once don't we Mm -hmm. yeah Definitely. Um, so that's two. My third yeah. one um, is don't, I think I think this is maybe mine, but I'm sure someone said it before. Um, and we've, we've spoken about it throughout the podcast, but don't yeah. measure your self-worth 
by comparing to others. Yeah. So that I think is a that really one you said before. Yeah. What did you say before? Oh, we're all so very different. It's like but that, every, isn't yeah. it? Every yeah. single person on the earth is different because you know it's just the way it works, isn't it? No one is is the same. Um, I think even if you've got identical twins, they will have there will be differences about them. Yeah. You know, every person is different, which means really you can't you do you can't compare because comparison is about like a uh, two things that are the same are like are very like alike um yeah. thing so yeah don't measure your self-worth by comparing to others love it I'm writing these down because I love them thank you so much they are brilliant and I know people that listen and will get a lot from that as well so I love those three thank you thank you I'm glad that it's just nice to be able to like talk and share little little insights that we've all picked up along the way yeah definitely we're all sharing is caring yeah and the, the other one uh one of my favorites um knowledge is power have you heard that one before knowledge is power yeah, yeah so you know if you can share knowledge we all pick up knowledge every day and if you can share that, that then you empower other people yeah like books I could, yeah. I could read if i could read books all day every day if that was my job that'd be my favorite job yeah, just to read. To read. That probably sounds really sad. <laughs> that actually probably you? sounds sad. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> but yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been a great episode. Thank you very much. I've loved having you on and we've had a great chat. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's, I have absolutely loved it. It's been, it's been really nice talking to you. Yeah, good. And I hope you go on to do other things as well. And I look forward to seeing, reading, listening, watching, whatever format you go with. Um, yeah. Um, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you. What I'll do is I'm going to press stop and then we'll say bye, press stop, and then we can stay on. Okay. But it's funny because this isn't going to be edited out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was meant to tell you at the start, don't go when I press stop. Okay, so okay. bye. Bye.